Welcome to The Ledge. My name is Chris Harper, and I'll be your host every week. Every Tuesday, I will interview an artist, developer, or creative mind from the Web3 space. I'll be getting up close and personal with my guests as we explore the emerging crypto art and NFT scene. It is my feeling, along with many others, that we are in a digital renaissance. The emergence of blockchain technology has revolutionized the way we look at ownership, provenance, and digital assets. It is my goal as your host to help shed light on these complex subjects and even more so the individuals behind it all who are carving out their place in history here on the ledge of Web3. Thank you guys for joining me for another episode of The Ledge here on Tuesday. This week, I'm interviewing a crypto artist uh, whose art I found on Twitter, on crypto Twitter, and uh, I really liked it. Uh, PP, welcome to the show, man. How are you? Thank you. I'm absolutely stoked to be here. Uh, It is a huge honor. Uh, This is my first, you know, formal podcast, so I'm absolutely stoked to really be able to get my uh, work out there and, and, you know, tell, tell the world what I'm all about and what, what, you know, it kind of give people an inside glimpse of, uh, what's happening with this crypto art Renaissance that we're seeing all around us. Um, well, I, I that's mean, awesome, man. that's exactly why I, uh, started this podcast is, uh, just exactly what you described to try to, you know, let people learn more about what is crypto art, what's happening in this movement, this art movement that's happening, and learn more about the artists and the people that are behind it all that are creating it. Yeah, I mean, I personally strongly believe that, you know, just like if you go to any college, you can find an art history class. In the future, we'll definitely have, you know, digital art history classes, you know, talking, diving into all the historical works that we're seeing um, on the blockchain, you know, everything that's publicly accessible to everybody um, and, and making a, you know, really innovating what art can be, you know? Um, right on. Yeah. So, yeah. So I'm going to start off asking you some questions. I like to ask everybody this, man, just tell me your name, your age, where you're from and where do you live now? Absolutely. My name is Elio Marquez. Uh, I go by PPETH, PEP.ETH or whatever you want to call me. Um, and I am from, uh, actually France originally. Um, I am a French American, uh, immigrant. You wouldn't really be able to tell because I've lived, uh, it, you know, in, in California, uh, in LA specifically for so long. And, uh, and now I live, uh, in San Francisco, uh, cause I go to school at SFSU studying cinema. So, oh, very cool, the, man. I, I didn't know yeah. that. That's really, really, really cool. So it sounds like you grew up in California. Yes, sir. I did. I uh, grew up in Malibu, California, actually. My, uh, my family moved there when I was very young. Um, and uh, my first language was French. It was originally a very difficult task to, you know, learn the language and make friends and, and all that. <laughs> Um, but you know, over time, uh, you know, I really lost my accent and, uh, yeah, no, it, it's, it's really cool. It's really cool. I, I definitely, um, like there are some parts of it that are a little, uh, sad sometimes cause it's like, oh, my, my family lives in France, like my grandparents yeah. and everyone that, that's getting old and, you know, I really do want to see them. Um, yeah. but on the other hand, I do feel like sometimes I have one foot in one world, one foot in the other, and, and that can be, uh, 
pretty interesting. Yeah. What, what do your parents do? Where, where are your parents? What do they do? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, my dad works at Disney and nice. my mom is a stay-at-home mom. Right yeah. It, but she also used to work at Disney. <laughs> Are you big into, do you like Disney and big into Disney? <laughs> yeah, definitely a Disney like, family, <laughs> but uh, not, not yeah. so much like, uh, like the, what you're picturing. Uh, we, we live yeah. kind of far still from the actual park. So, right it, you know, when I was younger, definitely we would uh, sometimes make an occasion to, to visit and to go on rides. And that, that was always, uh, you know, like a highlight of my childhood. But, um, you know, it's more recently, uh, yeah, I, I mean, um, I've been more into, uh, I don't know, the, uh, they're like content on Hulu and stuff, not so much. Uh, I mean, I, I do like the park still, but I don't know. Never mind. Sorry. I'm kind of ranting now. Yeah, you're good, out. man. I know. <laughs> I just have to get used to this. <laughs> but, yeah, um, no, no, no worries, man. I'm just asking questions and, uh, and it's interesting to know like where people come from. I'm always interested to like find out what people's backgrounds were like. When you were in school, did you go to like public school or private school out there in Malibu? Uh, public school. Uh, nice. right uh, always. I mean, so my first year uh, for uh, I think it was kindergarten. I yeah. did go to a, a French private school, Lycée Français. Um, mm-hmm. And then after that, just to get acclimated after that, uh, I went to Marquez Elementary. And then nice. after that, I went to Webster, public, another public school in Malibu. Uh, and then uh, I graduated from um, Malibu High School. And now, of course, I'm a college student. So, yeah. How, how, old, how old are you, man? I'm 19. Yeah, I'm definitely probably... Most likely one of the youngest people that uh, you've had on this podcast, which is a huge honor. Um, but also, like when I when I was listening in on uh, Menagee and I'm listening in on R- Raven and uh, and yeah. and on these these people that you have on these generative artists that are, have years of experience with coding and and you know making really cool stuff. Like uh, it's a very big shoe to fill. Um, but yeah. I'm yeah. I'm absolutely really like you know, this is my passion, you know, and I, ever since like I discovered this world of NFTs, I've never, uh, you know, I, there's nothing I, I prefer thinking about, prefer, uh, it's just, it's just my whole life. I can relate, brother. (laughs) Yeah, um, I can totally relate to that, man. And I totally felt your enthusiasm when we were chatting back and forth on Twitter. I could feel it, man. That's why I was like, you're perfect for this, you know, and, and age is really not, not that relevant. And to be fair, I think Menagee was pretty young. So, <laughs> but you probably are, you might be the youngest person I've had on the show. I don't know how old exactly she was, but she was pretty young. Um, do, when did you start creating art in your life, man? What, 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 what was the catalyst for you starting to become an artist? So I think uh, on an earlier podcast, you asked, um, what was the, the first moment uh, you remember uh, creating art or, or yeah. questions. Like I that. always ask people that what's the first, what was the first thing you ever created in your life that you would call art? Exactly. And so that I, I definitely think is a, like a tough question, but I, I was thinking about it when I was listening to that podcast and looking yeah. back. And I remember that when I was very young, um, I was with my grandparents and uh, their friends and they're, they're, they were pretty old. 
Um, but they would ask me to uh, draw them caricatures, right? And they yeah. would, they gave me, uh, I, I, probably not so much money. It was like, maybe like, I don't know, uh, a couple of dollars or something to, to use at these, uh, the, the dispensing machines for uh, like little toys and stuff. It was like, yeah. you know, I was very young at that point. I was a kid. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I still very, I remember it very strongly in my mind that I would, you know, I would be, you know, the, the joy that I felt, um, you know, creating these caricatures, uh, creating this art. Um, for for people in this, you know, the, the joy that it brought to them, uh, the joy that it brought to me. And um, that's always really stuck with me. I, I've never stopped uh, creating, um, even uh, especially these these past, uh, I don't know, let me think how many years it's been. Maybe like, I mean, all throughout, uh, I can tell you this, all throughout high school, yeah. Uh, I took only art classes. So, I mean, the first year I took something uh, called exploratory, right? Middle school and high school. I took something yeah. called exploratory, right? And I explored a bunch of different things like music and and uh, decision-making. And it was like, a, you know, very wide range of things. But what I really, really enjoyed was the art class. And so okay. I took that again the next year. And then I took something... And then I took it again once more because uh, I really enjoyed the process of making art. Or actually, no, I think I only took it. Sorry, let me start from the beginning. Is that cool? Yeah, so, sure. so throughout middle school and high school, uh, I what I found that I really enjoyed was art. Uh, and that can mean a lot of things. So uh, in the beginning, I took more traditional art classes. These were just, you know, regular uh, you know, high school, middle school classes that they had that were just extracurricular, right? Um, and then I took something that I really enjoyed called digital design. And this is where I realized, whoa, okay, I, I, there's something here, you know? Because when I, we learned, you know, the basics of Photoshop, basics of Illustrator in design, yeah. uh, and we did, you know, screen printing and all this crazy stuff that I, would never have imagined, uh, you know, myself doing. And I took this class with one of my best friends. And originally we were just messing around uh, yeah. on Photoshop, making, you know, memes of each other and, and jokes, you know. Um, <laughs> and I had a really good time. Like I would be face swapping different political figures and right. I would be making just hilarious, like random funny things. Uh, yeah. And, you know, so I then decided to take that class again, uh, the AP version of that class. I, anyways, regardless, uh, I fucking loved it. I don't know. Am I allowed to swear? <laughs> I, yeah, that's fine. No problem. <laughs> yeah, so I loved it. I love digital art making. And uh, I had been very excited to take that class. This, I remember the excitement that I felt the summer before, uh, you know, where I had been messing around with even things on my phone, like PixArt, right? Um, yeah. That are publicly accessible to everybody. But it's like a, a miniature version of Photoshop. And so I've always been making uh, art in some form or another, right? Um, I think and then what's really interesting, man, is that, uh, and this is what's going through my head while you're talking, man, is that you're young enough, you're, you're, you're young enough where all your art experience, all this stuff that you're talking about, everything's coming from like a digitally native place. You know, well, actually, like for me, when I think about my life as a kid and like going to art class, it was like, 
with the paintbrush and the water and like the watercolors on like, you know, this crappy <laughs> paper, you know, like and scissors with like little guards on them. So we couldn't really hurt ourselves and stuff like that. Like that's how we created art when I was hey, a little kid. You know, I'm with you. No, you're, I, you're I, probably why. like your whole experience is just all on computers. That's actually where you're wrong. You see, for the last, okay. I don't know whether it's been like five years, maybe a bit less, four years, but I, yeah. I carried around a, a sketchbook with me wherever right. I go. And right. so whenever I was, um, I don't know, slightly bored or I didn't really have much going on, you could yeah. always find me doodling away. Uh, on just in, insanity, you know, I, it, it, and it, the thing is like when I first started, uh -huh. um, my art did not look like anything. It was like, it, it, it was just these wonky creatures that, you know, not proportionate in any way, you know, right. and like everybody. Right. But sure. what I, th what I think I realized was, um, like art is not good or bad. I mean, it is what it is. Right. Um, the, sure. the, the paper, it's like, I mean, like, yes, we, I think that people will put their perceptions on art and say, well, this is good or this is bad, but every single individual is completely different. There are people sure. that are going to enjoy AI art and going to say, this is a, wow, this is an AI masterpiece. Some people are going to say, well, this is, you know, th this is made by a computer. This is, uh, you know, this is an art. There's, there's, you know, there's no feeling to this or whatever right? right but regardless um it is what it is right um and i think that that is so important because a lot of times people they attach their perceptions onto art at, at a really really prematurely they say oh this is trash or whatever right mm -hmm. but you can always keep adding to something until you personally perceive it as good right but yeah. regardless of that um the art itself is neither good nor bad. It just right. is. <laughs> and now there's a um, whole genre in crypto art of called trash art. <laughs> trash art, exactly. Yeah. I mean, there, there are so many uh, subgenres, and this is what I've been realizing now because <laughs> um, when I started in NFTs, uh, I think how I even heard about NFTs mm -hmm. was yeah, I, not even with that term. It was just an article about crypto art. And uh, I I think this was late 2020, right? And so I was looking into it and I was like, whoa, this is kind of fascinating, right? Yeah. But I didn't have much of an understanding yet. So I quickly created a token on Rarible. I minted a piece of uh, digital art that I had, I'm not yeah. selling it or anything yet, just to kind of figure out what the heck would, this even yeah. was. Yeah. Um, and I became fascinated by it, especially um, when you had the hype, that a uh, cycle of you know 2021 rolling around, yeah. and right. everybody and their moms like, what the heck is an NFT, right? And were you so into got, crypto before? Did you get? Were you into like Bitcoin or Ethereum or anything before you got into NFTs? That's a good question. Uh, no, I was not, yeah. and that's I think uh, very telling that this is a you know. Because I, I think that NFTs are very different than crypto. I mean, it, it's it, it's still it's you know it's I mean crypto is obviously crypto is a wide genre and there's so much you know you got tokens and yeah um, sure. but that was never really like 
Here, can I start from the beginning? <laughs> Sometimes I like you're good. No like, worries, man. Ramble, 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 yeah. and I like lose track. You're okay. Take a deep breath. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> We're uh, yeah. it's just me, so, just two guys talking here, man. It's just me and you, so no, no, no stress, man. No this stress. is just a, just a conversation, you know. Yeah. So I actually was interested in NFTs before I was interested in crypto. I would say uh, before. What was the first you know, thing that you, what, what, what brought your attention to NFTs? What was the thing that first made you understand what NFTs were? That's a that's a very good question. I think it wasn't just one thing. I think I'm constantly okay. re- relearning what an NFT can be, you know, okay. and what NFTs are. Um, I think that people have this perception that, oh, an NFT is just a monkey JPEG, right? But in reality, an NFT is just any sort of digital asset that you hold in your, it's almost like an inventory. Like if you're playing a game, you you obviously have your, uh, I don't know, you're playing Minecraft, you've got your pickaxe, you've got your sword, you've got your, your apple, or you've got your building blocks, right? Um, right. It, it's the same thing. It, it's, except... Um, there's so much more things that you can hold in this inventory. Like right. what people don't understand is, well, an NFT could be a gaming asset. An NFT right. can be a website. Can't right click a website. Can't right click save as a website. You know, uh, an NFT can be the D tier house. It could be like, there are just so many possibilities. And uh, we're really like just, at the surface level still of what NFTs are, you know, and right. what I think got me the really interested in NFTs, what like kind of, you know, spiked this thought like, Hey, there's something here was the generative art. Um, okay. I think that yeah. generative art gets a bad rap. I think people don't understand it. And the one thing that led me to really appreciate generative art was creating my own generative art collection. Right on. Uh, there's some really, uh, there's some really incredible generative art going around right now, and uh, you know specifically, I think about when people say generative art, I think about art blocks. Are you familiar with yeah. art blocks and like Snowfro oh, and the Tyler Hobbs? Yeah, yeah, all of that. Of course, it's historic. Yeah. It's historic art. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I I can't afford any of that, of course, but I'll <laughs> no, look at no. it. I'll take a I'll take a screenshot on my phone and enjoy it. But, Fair enough. I can't afford it either. It's a lot of it's like just so crazily expensive. It's insane. I'm sure I was Gary looking at the squiggles, man. The squiggles are like twenty five thousand dollars. Yeah. No. It, it, I mean, it, and I, I'm sure that even at the price point that they are that they are now, in wow. the future, uh, I mean, I, I'm not. I mean, it's, this is all speculative, of course. But one one of the things that I think uh, is the most real. Uh, about, uh, 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 sorry, let me start over. I think the, the most, I think the use case for that, the use case that I've connected to the most um, has been the art. You know what I'm saying? And I think that the art is really what is going to have the biggest potential going forward um, because it is on this blockchain. It's on the public ledger, right? That, yeah. You, it's it's time stamped, you know. It's gonna be there forever, and yeah. so um, you know when you've got something as historic as art blocks, right, or, or CryptoPunks, the the first gen art project, right. Um, of course, I think that in the future, when 
or at least, uh, you know, not financial advice, of course, this is my own perception that let's put it this way. Okay. 50 over 50% of American school kids. And I, I, the number is way more than 50%. I had the exact statistic, but you, but, um, it's over 50% for sure. Over 50% of American school kids are active daily on Roblox. Right. Um, so, uh, oh, this summer I worked, uh, as the first, oh my God, I'm sorry. Let me start over. Okay. This summer, I was the first Web3 intern in uh, publicis, publicis Media's history, right? And I discovered a lot of very interesting things during my time there, right? Okay. What is For that? One, what is Big brands, what people are already, all they talk about is metaverse and web three trickles into the conversation, right? But when you think about it, the massive segment of the population that is active in these virtual platforms or these these worlds, right? When I was younger, I was a big fan of Minecraft and I would spend ungodly amounts of time playing Minecraft. And that was my metaverse, right? But I think people are already used to um, buying and selling and trading digital assets. You know, you don't have to look far, CSGO skins, um, you know. And and now when I was working at Publicis, my job was actually tracking all of these brand activations in virtual spaces, whether that be um, Roblox, whether that be Fortnite or Decentraland, Somnium Space, Meta Horizon Worlds, the list goes on, right? How did you end up getting this job? Actually, that's a good question. That's uh, mostly through my dad. There was a, a lot of interview process, a big interview yeah. process, and it wasn't yeah. like I wasn't there a long time. But yeah, I mean, def- I, I mean, I, I definitely was privilege to have that opportunity in my life. I will yeah, completely awesome, admit man. that. Yeah. Um, it's great. But I don't think that I was the right person because like, yeah. I, I, I don't really know. I don't think I've really met anyone in person IRL that has this much passion for, uh, the, this fledgling art, like this fledgling movement, you know, this, uh, okay, but anyways, um, you haven't met anybody. Else. Was, you haven't met anybody in real life that that has the enthusiasm that you have about I've it. Met a think? lot of creative people, and it's usually creative people that are interested in this. Um, for sure, I'll tell you what, man. I've been to some to uh, really for some reason. Yeah, I've been it's to uh, I've been to a couple of these like crypto events, like in New York, uh, NYC, crypto, you know, NFT NYC, yes. and then I went to Art Basel. Oh, that was a big one. And there's yeah. a there's been a lot there's a lot of people that are really enthusiastic about it out there in real life, man. So I, I mean, think you've got uh, You had so many crazy things happening yeah. uh, during uh, NFT NYC. Uh, you know, have you been to any of that stuff? You know, that's the craziest part. I feel like you know, I live in San Francisco. There's there's yeah. so many events and stuff, but uh, I haven't gone around to it. Um, but I'm so excited to do it. Um, are you familiar I, I with have, the Proof community? Uh, I mean, I, I, I know, I listen to the Proof podcasts, so yeah. I know of them, 
they're having I, a huge they're having a huge conference in in Los Angeles uh, coming up in the early part of this new year. Really? Okay, yeah, you so should look I into that, man, because you're pretty close to there. You could probably go to that. You know? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But, I'll DM um, you after. I'll DM you the info later, man, so you can get uh, you can put that on your radar, man. That would be really cool, man. Please. I'd love to see you get uh. I'd love to see you get plugged in with other people that are as enthusiastic about, about this stuff as you are, man. Cause you are, you're really like pumped on it, man. <laughs> yeah. That's super yeah. Cool. That's my, my whole name is uh, <laughs> three is pep, you know, because uh, there's so much you decide on Pepe as your name. Pepe is your name. So that's a good question. You know, originally I had this very negative view of Pepe, right? I was like, Oh, well this is this, this character that was overtaken right. by 4chan and all this bad stuff. Right. right. And I looked into the history of the character because right. one thing that you'll notice is, you know, well, I, there were, my parents had some people over, it was like a dinner party or whatever. And, yeah. you know, even, even like older people were at all walks of life. You ask them right. if they know who Pepe is, yeah. they, they know Pepe, you know, and sure. that's, it's it's really interesting because there I don't think there has been another character in the in the history of you know the internet or you've made previously to that that has that has so many derivatives you know like right. you have uh, rule thirty four <laughs> I don't know if you're aware of that uh, but um, mm-hmm. so like if <laughs> that one's a bit iffy it's like oh if there, if it exists there's like porn of it that's a weird rule of the internet. <laughs> but I think there should be another rule that like, but is that rule 34? Is that what rule 34? 34, rule 34. Look it up. <laughs> what is rule 34? Rule 34 says if it exists on the internet, there's porn of it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I love it's a that. Weird rule. <laughs> don't ask me how I know it. I'm just, no, I, mean, I mean, you're probably right. And I don't even want to look, but I, I think there should, I propose a rule 35 that if it, if it exists, <laughs> there's a Pepe of it. And that's hundred percent. That should be, that should be, man. And it's getting to be like Pepe's are, uh, you know, I collect some Pepe's man. Do you, have you collected any? Absolutely. Because it's, here's the thing. It's, it's so historic and not just to digital yeah. art, but right. to NFTs being one of the first NFTs in existence. Like you can go right. all the way back to Pepe.wtf and right. you can well, look Pepe's at this. are all about the vibes, man. Dank vibes. <laughs> the dank vibes, having fun. And that's, if you right. look at, you know, uh, Matt Fury's intentions when he created the character uh, originally, what uh, it was this uh, comic book. It was a cartoon. Yeah. And right. Pepe was just this chill college dude who wants to smoke, hang out, uh, party. I don't know. He was just a cool dude. He didn't like, he wasn't like, he just had some friends and he was like, yeah, yeah feels good, man. And I don't know. He was, <laughs> it was just the vibe, yeah. right? Yeah. Just a positive vibe. And and that's why, you know, originally when it spread, it was, it was not uh, anything malicious. It was, um, you know, Katy Perry was making memes with Pepe and all this stuff. And um, I think that, yeah, it's important to, to look at the, the history of the character. But I think the reason that Pepe spread so far is that it, it's so easy to create uh, a Pepe. And there's so many different – and it's, it's so easy to recognize a Pepe as well in all of these different forms and, and whatever. It, it's just an iconic character. Um, and yeah. so for me, I wanted to harness the, uh, the historic – 
um, you know, I want to harness, uh, here, let me backtrack. You're good. So for me, the reason why, uh, I mean, there's a lot of reasons why I am very interested in this character. One, because my art is all about memes and making something funny and, and, uh, and, I'd like to talk about your art a little bit, man. The first thing that I saw that you created that I, that I became aware of was this, uh, like little glitchy, uh, thing where you had Sam Bankman fried sitting next to the guillotine and you were kind of playing off the, that Laz cow, the artist Laz cows, um, very hyped drop that's going on on Twitter right now. You were making like a play off of that. Yeah. Tell me about that piece of art and why you created it and what that's about. Okay, so to me, um, FTX fucked <laughs> is the uh, FTX version of Lascaux's piece, um, FUKT. Um, Do you now know anything this, about this Lascaux at all? Have you been following along with that? Oh, of course. So if, to know, if you know uh, something about me, right? Or I guess, uh, yes. So for me, I've been following like a hawk literally every single thing that's being minted with Manifold. So here's some alpha in case you're listening to this and you're interested, but Manifold XYZ has a Discord. Um, and I'm, you know, Discords, love right. them or hate them. I think that they're, they can be good for information, especially this one because it has a mince feed. So you can see and track literally every single piece of art that is uh, being minted using a Manifold contract which is huge. So um, me, I am, I love to follow uh, uh, these Manifold mints. So I saw it, I saw it on Manifold, of course, but I also um, am friends with, uh, you know, Airship Tycoon, who also follows, uh, he's a, he's a great person to, to, you know, if you're on Twitter uh, to look into Airship Tycoon, um, okay. He is very tapped into, you know, all the biggest artists, uh, crypto artists, and and all, especially okay. glitch art. Um, if you're interested yeah. in glitch art, I'm very um, interested so- in glitch art, which would be me, which is why I uh, looked further into you. I I, uh, I really into glitch art. Actually, I've been collecting a lot of it recently. Me too. I definitely think that glitch art, especially, is its own movement, and it, it's very specific to crypto i think or or to nfts yeah um because i mean there i mean glitch heart has always existed but i think it's definitely taken on a new life uh with web3 um the amount of artists that i'm seeing pop up and and the amount of uh cool and innovative work i mean it, it, i mean sure yeah. you can go all the way back to x copy but then right. then there's there's also you know King Xerox and Jack NFT and the list goes on, you know, Alpha Centauri kid, the list goes yeah. on with, I mean, I guess he, he's, his stuff is not always. Some of these guys are getting uh, like huge, su- hugely successful X copy and Alpha Centauri, uh, you know, Alpha Centauri just had a sales, you know, at Christmas. Sotheby's, right? Sotheby's, with yeah, massive, massive. Yeah, it, that's getting huge, acceptance in the traditional art world. Um, and so, I definitely think that uh, glitch art is is a ledge, right? It's a right. it's right. a it's a new frontier uh, that yeah. I'm just so excited to explore. 
Um, for what was me, the first play chart you experimented with? When did you start experimenting around with that personally? And what did you create? So I, I think my, my second drop ever was a glitch art piece. Um, okay. And it was called, it was dropped on Cyber Monday. It was okay. a kind of spoof of right click save as guy by, by X copy, but um, okay. a pep ETH version of it, I guess, called okay. uh, Bye Bye Guy or okay. um, <laughs> Cyber Monday. Yeah. Um, and, and it's literally kind of meta. It's like this, it's like, you know how uh, right click save as guy has like those two little floppy looking mouth uh thingies yeah 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 i do I, well, yeah i do <laughs> it, it looks kind of it's got like that it's got the same kind of mouth um it's wearing a hoodie and just pressing that buy button on a computer honestly it was not <laughs> <Right>. my <laughs> not my best piece i've def i feel like i've definitely improved over time but yeah. i i love it i really love it i think it uh it, it, it is it is very meta and it, it does uh capture a lot of uh the feeling of being an nft degen <laughs> i love that yeah looking at it on my computer right now actually it really does and uh let me ask you a question how how how, is, how have your drops gone have you had any success like have you sold anything absolutely um so i i've got to say that one of the uh, so a piece of advice I would give to people um, mm -hmm. is that it's very important, I think, in NFTs to start off as a collector um, and to find your community. And, yeah. and for me, I found a, a lot of community with the Pepe Ape Yacht Club. Um, okay. I, I've been an OG with them since they, they first minted. Um, okay. And they opened up, they had this space open for literally maybe two weeks, 24 hours a day, all night, all day, anyone can pop in. And I met some really cool people that way, right? And so um, originally I, I was always making art, but I, I didn't really know what I would want, what I wanted to, what was my uh, message really? I didn't know what my message was until I found glitch art. And then I, and I found Manifold and I was like, wait, you know, there's something here. You know, I, I have, I have a lot to say. I have a lot, yeah. I have a creative vision and now I feel like I have the tools, uh, to really put it out there, uh, right. in, in a way that's significant. Um, and so, yeah, I, how do you, yeah, create, I, how do you I, create this? How do you create this stuff? What do you, what, what, what tools do you use to create, uh, one of these glitch art NFTs? That is, uh, so when I, when I first started, uh, cause I was like, okay, I don't know where to even start with glitch art. I know I, this is what I want to do. Yeah. Um, I think it looks cool visually. Right. Uh, and so, uh, originally I, I talked to a few glitch artists and they're like, people were doing a lot of different things. So I messed around my first ever glitch piece that I actually never released. Um, but, uh, just to, you know figure out, yeah. you know, what the heck is this glitch stuff anyways, right. was with uh, something called Audacity, right? Which is normally okay. an audio software, right? right so um, what you would do, it's called, it's got data banding, right? And so I yeah. found a YouTube video online okay. and what you do is you turn a static photo, normally it's for photography, um, yeah. 
and you you turn it into an audio file in audacity then you mess around with it with a bunch of audio effects or echo or whatever you want to put on it right yeah. and it'll have these different outputs these different glitches um okay. when you take it out and so i thought okay this is really cool um what if i do this with a gif so i take a gif okay. and i i separate it into its individual frames i put it right. in audacity and i i basically um data bend each frame individually until i find a glitch that i like right oh wow. wow and that ended up looking really cool but it took forever <laughs> honestly mm -hmm. i really enjoyed the process though and so i was like okay i like this glitch stuff but i want to have more be more experiment experimental with it i want to do yeah. you know i, yeah. I want to do more uh i, I want to like I, it's not so easy like when you're data bending in like uh, audacity it's like oh you're just switching you're you're making this gif look different visually but you're not having it's not as creative right because you're just yeah. messing around with these frames i want to gotta introduce you to this artist mattia coutini he was a guest on my show man he's an italian guy and uh like he's like an og you know he's an og and uh he uh he would create like he was talking about creating like this glitch art by like beating on the Xerox machine. You know? <laughs> right? Stuff. That's so funny. <laughs> Absolutely. That's right. that's so awesome that you say that because you know it, it you know you can really tell that there's just so many ways to have creativity with your the way that you're making glitch art, right? Yeah. Um and so for me, one of the ways that I found the most creativity um in making my glitch art was uh, just on procreate i know uh right everyone like a lot of people have access to procreate or yeah. uh i mean a lot of people don't also because you needed uh, an ipad and all that yeah um but uh i've always been interested in digital art so i i've been making uh digital art on procreate for a long time the next step though for me was okay i i make digital art but it you know i definitely think that when it's when you have that, you add a, a glitch element to it, it's more uh -huh. alive, right? And yeah. it's more, you know, it, it's it's fun, it's it's vibrant, it it, it, it tells a story, you know. Right. And so, um, I, I definitely, uh, so I started making glitch art on Procreate. Uh, I okay. I bought uh, glitch brushes, right? So I, it's not as authentic as Audacity or whatever, where it's like I'm legitimately messing with the file, all this stuff, right? right? Right, but um, uh, with uh, glitch brushes, and uh, you know, there's also a glitch tool natively in Procreate, and all this stuff. You oh, can okay. uh, you and you using um, animation assist as well. Um, you can really have a lot of creativity with your uh, animation and your uh, glitches. Um, and really control frame by frame the way that it looks. Uh, there's, so a I thought ton of, there's a ton of artists using Procreate, man. I get like a ton of people that have been on the show uh, my, yeah, given credit to so Procreate as a, as a tool. But one of the most notable, in my personal opinion, the one that actually got me interested in glitch art where I was like, yeah. this is so freaking awesome, right? Yeah. Um, Satoshi's mom. S seriously? Okay. The person's name is Toshi's mom, uh, and they, they have a Discord, right? I yeah. found them through a glitch generative art collection called Potheads 6969. 
kind right. of Mimi. I was like, what is this? And it's all these different glitch characters, right? Right. Um, but it, 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 but it also like, ha like has a tinge of nostalgia. Like you've got some like Pokemon characters yeah. mixed with like kind of stoner comedy, uh, stoner comedy elements. Like right. uh, there's my favorite uh, right click smoke as. Right. <laughs> you know, so it's like right click save as by X copy, but yeah. now he's smoking a fatty. So I, I don't know. Like it's definitely acquired taste. I'm pretty but, stoked about how enthusiastic you are about glitch art, man. I'm I'm a big fan, actually, man, and I'm really I'm really enjoying talking about that. I I wrote a long thread on glitch art a while back on Twitter, as, as a matter of fact, man, and like, um, you know, like just was like writing about some of the history of it and stuff, like it dates back to like the thirties, man. Like guys were uh, messing around with like, you know, in like the sixties guys would take like TVs and use magnets to make glitches on like TV screens and stuff, man. So it's been like a, an evolving art form for a long time. And uh, I mean, there's even like a, an art festival called glitch art is dead. That happens every two years, I think, or three, it's like every three years in different places around the world. So uh, that's pretty cool, man. Uh, you're, maybe you're onto something with that, man. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. NFTs introduced me to glitch art. I wasn't even aware of this subgenre until I yeah. found out about Satoshi's mom, X copy, right. all the big ones. Like, uh, I collect. I had, you know, I collected a Jack NFT piece. Um, yeah, not nice. an expensive one, but like I said, I was hawking um, manifold. And, have you been collecting uh, a lot of NFTs? Do you have a lot of NFTs? Is it, have you collected a lot? Yeah. So I recently did a poll because I, I reached uh, 1,000 NFTs, wow. which is pretty huge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah lot, and, um, and so I was like, okay, do you have more or less NFTs? And 80% of people were like, way less. Way less. I have less. way less than that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But well, I thought I had a lot, but I have way less than that. <laughs> at the same time, like it is kind of cheating because, um, so like, like a lot, a big percentage of that is my generative art collection that I own okay. the full supply because right, I, I did right. it completely differently, right? Um, yeah. A lot of people like kind of put it out there and then you mint it and what all this stuff. For yeah. me, the idea was I want to experiment. I want to figure out, you know. Because I, I I'm I'm a novice like I don't I don't code I don't know all this stuff so right. I started from the very beginning with I found Hashlips on YouTube okay. I followed all his steps I created my own smart contract I yeah. created all the art myself um, if you want to oh, wow. find it it's called Moonstars right on OpenSea okay cool right but on, I own the full supply it's on Polygon and I yeah. I just send them out to people for free because um, the nice. way I see it it's art you know and art is for sharing. Yeah. And, yeah. um, and so I, I, I had a really interesting idea. I was like, oh, this would be kind of cool to make into a, a generative art collection, right? Yeah. So I, I took all of these celebrities, right? These people that are very often um, in the news or whatever, right? Um, yeah. And I made them into like a sort of Banksy style where it was black and white. Um, yeah. and, and it basically, you, you would switch out, uh, you it switches out between the bodies and heads of these different celebrities and, okay. or the bodies and faces of these different celebrities. So you could okay. have a Dane DeVito body 
and you could have Elon Musk face or whatever, right? (laughs) You know, and so people can really choose, you know, what they want and you can have, uh, you know, you can have so much creativity with it and and have so much fun with it. And and it it can tell you a little bit about you as well, right? So uh, I I thought that was fun. Um, But before then I hadn't like, uh, but I, I wasn't really looking to sell it or anything like that. It was okay. mostly just to show people, you know, hey, th- you can look what you can do with this technology, you know? Yeah. Hey, this is cool. You know, I like it, almost like my own little trading cards that I can, or, you know, that you can put in your gallery. And, and I think um, like the, the way that I see it, right? Um, yeah. This is a little bit off topic, but I, I think that um, – a lot of people are very hesitant to call themselves artists or whatever. Right. Yeah. But the way that I see it, uh, art is expression, right? And every single human being on this planet expresses themselves in some way, shape or form, whether it's the clothes that you wear, whether it's the words that you speak, you're always constantly expressing yourself. And to me, that is art. Right. So, uh, I've always thought of myself, um, as an artist and, I, I think that another another uh, element of expression is also curation. And that's something that I've seen even from non-NFT people is that I feel like it's a very natively human thing to like to curate things. Yeah, right? I agree with that. Yeah, that's and very so true. one of the things that really um, opened my eyes to the power of NFTs was you know, creating my own gallery. Um, yeah. yeah. And originally when I... <laughs> when I first started, um, you know, I, I wasn't even like minting my own work really. Um, yeah. I started off collecting free NFTs on Twitter, literally sure. rug NFTs. Like, I, <laughs> I, I don't know what it is about me. Was, this is like, I, I feel I, like it definitely, like they don't have any value other than like, oh, this is cool. I like the art. This person's they're worth you know, they're they're, they're they're worth less free. than zero because you We're probably less than zero. <laughs> exactly. Right. Exactly. It was dumb. I didn't understand it. Uh, I mean, yeah. People didn't understand. They're like, what? This is just random nothingness. But I filled an entire gallery with it. Right. And I was like, whoa, this is fun. You know, I was just collecting random stuff like AI art and things that were people were putting out there during the bull that they, they didn't even know what they were doing. They were just putting out art, right? right. And so I had so much fun with this that uh, I really st- stuck with NFTs even when the, the hype died down because um, I was very active in listening to podcasts and, 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 and looking at trends. And from what I can see, um, th- this this renaissance is not slowing down you know sure there are all the people that put out those rugs and random bullshit but uh the people that really stuck the people that are still here are building out uh things that will last forever you know yeah yeah i I really honestly believe that and and, um an ip that is going to be historic so i'm really honestly so so excited uh, I know I keep always going back to that and being like, oh, I'm excited. I'm excited. But because I, I am you're excited <laughs> that you are, man. And, and it shows. It's, and I think you got something to be excited about, man. I think you're in a, you're in a, you're in a, you know, and in this pivotal moment in history. And uh, a lot of people are very excited. You know, this is a very pivotal moment in our history. I, I do think that that is definitely. Really- 
Yeah. And I, so I you're going that, to school at SFSU and you're studying cinematography. Cinema. Is that what you said? Cinema. Yes, so exactly. Tell me about that a little bit, man. I want to hear what's going on with you, like in your. So what life. really stirred that? Like I said, uh, so I, you know, I, I was in high school. I took digital art. Uh, once yeah. I, I took all the digital classes I could, digital art classes I could, and I was like, oh well, damn. What do I do now? And there was this one class that always really, really intrigued me, and it was called Shark TV, right? And it was okay. uh, not every school has this, but it was our school's film production class where it was not really a class it was more like they give us uh, a camera we make segments and they're like just yeah. do your thing right yeah. um and, and then these these bi-weekly segments would then go out to the entire school they'd be put together in in these sort of episodes that uh, right. we would watch during like passing period or whatnot right, right. and so uh, i the like what so i got really interested in, in cinema but by um, actually through editing, video editing, okay. because I took that class and originally it was just me and, uh, my very good friend, uh, Michael, and we would be in class. Um, and he, I don't think he really cared so much about the class. We had the right. smallest group. Everyone else had like four or five people. It was just me and my homie. Right. And yeah. none of, we, none, neither of us knew how to edit. Neither of us had made video content in the past. We were figuring it out as we were going along. So and it's not easy to learn. That stuff's hard to do, man. Like it's hard to do. It's hard to definitely video hard to do. It's not easy. Yeah. But I quickly realized that wow, because like they had Final Cut Pro on the school computers, right? Yeah. And I was like, whoa, this is really fun. Like. I'm, I don't know what I'm doing originally. I was like, right. well, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm enjoying this, right? Yeah. And so yeah. I I was obsessively watching Final Cut Pro editing tutorials uh, until I understood uh, editing on Final Cut Pro enough that yeah. I could actually make content that was watchable. Is that what you and, like to edit with? If you're going to edit some video, would you use Final Cut Pro? Is that your I would definitely use Final I know it, the standard is Premiere Pro, but yeah. ask anybody, it, like the second that you go on, on Premiere Pro, you open it up. It's like, it's like Photoshop, but worse. <laughs> it's I like agree there's with just you, so man. Much. I tried both. I've played around in both, man. And I, I, I played. I used to do a lot of like drone videos and I make drone videos a lot. And uh, cool. I always had the easiest time editing in um, Final Cut Pro. It's been my. That's been all. Yeah, it's an Apple product, and so before. if you're already you know native with you know. Apple, like, uh, yeah. like, you know, that, you know how to use it pretty well. Like, I mean, there's sure. definitely always a learning curve, but, um, it was easier for me to figure it out and to, and my, uh, editing process was always a lot faster using Final Cut Pro because right. it was like, you know, drag and drop and all this stuff. It was like pretty self-explanatory when you get, when you get to it. But then I, 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 so first year went by, we made some really fun stuff. Then yeah. second year, I had all my friends join uh, Shark TV, and that's when we really popped off. And I was like having so much fun with it, um, making hilarious skits and just like messing around. We we did a, a Christmas special that um, you know I posted on my Instagram, and I was sharing it uh, you know during the holidays, and people really enjoyed it. And 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 uh, I also had made. Uh, like help was at this point, I was really helping anyone that needed help editing. Like uh, there's, you know, we had some seniors at one point, uh, the, the first year I was in Shark TV come to me and they were like, Hey, I need some help with this basketball 
uh, editing together this, this basketball video or um, yeah. in World Issues. I took this World Issues class um, and they they're like, hey, uh, you know, make a make a documentary. Right. And so um, I edited a like 10 minute long documentary. Like, I mean, it was there was a, it was a full day that we were out filming and, and yeah. making uh, cool. you know content like yeah. and like I just love the process. I loved I, some people think it's like mind numbing, but to me, there's just so much that goes into it that editing is also an art form. And so I agree with that. That's true, man. That is and so that's what really got me interested in uh, cinema. Uh, and what are you going to do with this degree when you're done? What are you planning on doing? What's your path? You're a young guy. You got a long life ahead of you. What are you thinking you're going to do with it? That's a really good question. So I am. I, I really want to be a generalist where I can do a whole lot of things. You know what I'm saying? Um, I I've, I have some experience on set, um, but I as I've been um, as I've you know I, I'm in a fraternity called DKA, right? So it, it's not like a fraternity in the sense that most people know. It's we consider ourselves a professional society and we're co-ed. And nice. so we just create short films, right? And so, oh, wow. and so through that, um, I've found that, you know, yes, I enjoy editing and I enjoy all this stuff, but what I really have found to be fascinating is this, it is really merging together my interests in web three with the storytelling that you can have it, yeah. cinema, with cinematography, with, a sort with uh, script writing with um, all these different elements yeah. um, and, and putting it together. Like uh, I definitely think it'd be interesting to, I mean, what they're already uh, doing with um, music where it, this new revenue model for musicians uh, yeah. where all the music is free to listen to, but artists can make money off of the royalties of their music uh, selling um, you know, people can actually physically own that song that they like. Right. right. And then maybe you get certain benefits, like you uh, pay less at a concert or, or you get free tickets or you you're in their discord and you can talk to them or you, uh, you, uh, or you get access to, um, content that's exclusive, right. Yeah. All this right. stuff, I think that, um, it can also be taken to, uh, the, like the world of movies and, and short films and, and, and videos. I think, um, sure. I, I've really, I really think that the world is orienting itself, uh, more to short form content personally. Um, yeah. and so, uh, what I've really. Tell that to I've, the guys that made avatar too. Oh yeah. That movie was so <laughs> good. So good. The craziness I've, I've, like that was not in my mind how visually <laughs> awesome that movie is. I was like, how yeah. did they even? Uh, but like, if, if yeah, if you don't have the millions of dollars to spend on a, you know, <laughs> a crazy big budget movie, yeah, uh, you know, that. Disney. Like, I think that uh, just as uh, revolutionary, or maybe that's not the right word, but just as. Um, competitive, I should say, just okay. as competitive are the TikTok videos that nine-year-olds are creating on their phone. Like, right. I know that sounds crazy, I, but I really, and, and like, it's not nearly as good of content. Like if you're watching it, you're like, well, of course, Avatar 2, 
I can watch that forever. I could go 10 years, 30 years in the future, watch that forever. Right. So I I definitely think that it's, there's a difference, right? You know, you can create viral content that, that gets a lot of eyes now, um, much with, uh, you know, with, with TikTok or, or YouTube shorts. Yeah. I mean, I think everybody in the world are watching reels and I think reels are what, like 30 reels. seconds to a minute long, you know, or exactly. TikTok, you can get a lot of watch that. time. But then the, the next question that will pop up is, well, is this immortal? Is this gonna, is this, uh, is this content that is disposable or can I watch this, uh, you know, in the future and still get the enjoyment out of it? And so well, that, me, don't you think like 99.999% of it's just going to, you know, it's, it's trash. Just Exactly. And that's why I think that, you know, that, you know, the people, you know, these big movies and like, yes, I think that they are, they're better content because, you know, you can watch them a million times, like Snow White or whatever from Disney so long after that it's release, um, you know, people are still watching it. People are still, you know, it's like, I, I definitely think that, um, the goal for me is to create that type of content, but yeah. short form. And yourself doing that in the future. That's what you see yourself doing, creating content. Yeah. Like so I want to do yeah. a minor, uh, in animation. I'm already, uh-huh. so, uh, and there's a, a portfolio that you have to submit and all this stuff. Um, uh-huh. which is great because <laughs> I feel like I've definitely been creating a portfolio, uh, as, sure. uh, you know, as I've been making a name for myself in, in NFTs, I've been making, yeah. you know, I, you know, I, I th- my work has been selling, which is really big. It's not something I was expecting really to happen good, so yeah. early. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, Amazing. Yeah. Uh, but I, I definitely think that it, a lot of that is. So I think some of it is tied to my process where yeah. I'll take gifts that already, I think, have been spread like wildfire that are already used in daily conversation yeah. and on Twitter or on wherever, right? Everyone yeah. uses gifts. And then I will make a web three version of it right. on procreate that I think ties to culture that I think that, that I, I myself relate to. I was just going to uh, say that, man, the stuff that I saw that you create, all the art that I saw that you created is pretty like culturally relevant and like, you know, you know, you use a lot of like pop culture iconography exactly. in your in your art. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, exactly that because I think yeah. a lot of people will put work out there, but it's and, important. And, and I want to say, audience. and it's good, and it's good, and it's done well. It's good content, you, a lot of good content. I'm yeah. seeing every day more and more amazing content, and it's so hard right. to like right. wade through and and see like, um, you know, like you know, what, what do I like? What am I going to collect? What am I going to, cause you can't buy everything. Right. Yeah, and sure. so I, I definitely think, um, I I've always, what, one of the things that I've want that I want to do is, uh, yeah. Uh, keep my work sort of affordable in the meantime Yeah. and release these meme drops that people can seize <laughs> and then, <laughs> okay. And then uh, over time, build a reputation. And and I hope that, you know, even if you don't collect my work, I hope that you can use it in your in your tweets. I hope that you can, um, you know, use my GM Grumpy Cat, 
right? If you're, you've got a GM that you've got to do, or, or my Pepe laps in the morning or at night, right? That loop or, um, or my wrecked shill word, if you're shilling something or whatever the, you know, I, I definitely, uh, hope that my work, uh, has the utility of usability, <laughs> if that makes well, sense. That, uh, yeah, it does. It makes a lot of sense, man. And I, and I think that it probably, it probably does. And I will say being that you're a young guy and the, the quality of your art is very good. I think that you have a, you, you got a really bright future in front of you, man. You stay focused and uh, keep going down this path, man. You got a lot of good things coming your way. If I were looking for your stuff, where would, if, if people are listening to this and they want to find out more about you or they want to contact you or they want to look at your art, what's the best way to do that? So I'm uh, very accessible on Twitter. <laughs> That's okay. one thing about, about me that like, regardless of whether you buy my art or not, I yeah. want people to always have uh, you know, a, a way to reach me and to build, I okay. want to build that community of like-minded people who are in it for the art, who want to, uh, who are creative, who want to build, uh, you know, like, and that's one of the things I love about web three is, um, I've through this, I've met so many artists like, um, Sethi yeah. NFT or whatnot, uh, yeah. who now we're working on a drop together and, and all this right. stuff that would not have happened otherwise. So one of the things is re reach out to me on Twitter. P underscore E underscore P underscore ETH. It's right on. And I'll drop, a, I'll drop a link to your Twitter in the show notes. Yes. And I, I think that you, I saw you had a link tree and I'll drop a link tree. Um, I'll drop a link tree in the show notes as well. Absolutely. And I was going to say also, if you miss a pep edition, um, you know, you can always find them on OpenSea, P-E-P-E-D-I-T-I-O-N-S, I, -I, -I, -I nice. think. Um, right so pep editions, there you go. And, uh, that's oh. my, that's my plug. That's my, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, I, I really appreciate it. And I also just, uh, released a, a new gallery, uh, for this, um, podcast actually. Cause I was okay. like, Oh, we're going to be on a podcast, you know, might as well. Uh, cause I, I had a gallery, but I wanted, I, I've collected a bunch of new stuff since then. And I was yeah. like, hey, you know what, this is the opportunity to completely revamp everything and nice. uh, showcase some of my work, showcase some of the work that I've collected from some of the uh, brightest uh, minds in, in the uh, NFT and glitch art space, in my yeah. opinion. Um, and so if you're interested in that, it's simply on cyber.io slash PP. So PEP PEP. That simple. Uh, and yeah. uh I'll see you there, hopefully. Or Make sure you put that in your link tree, man. And I'll uh, I'll post your link tree on the show notes, man. So anybody that wants to look at your collection of artwork uh, that you're collecting or wants to look at the artwork that you've created will easily be able to find it there. Uh, I know we're For getting sure. really close to being done here. And yeah, I want absolutely. to ask you before we get off, is there anything that I didn't ask you that you would like to say about yourself, your art or your vision of the future for this NFT space that um, you want to tell the audience? Oh, absolutely. Okay. So um, I, I think what's so cool about NFTs is how it's no matter where your interests lie, um, or not even in just NFTs, but I guess crypto or, or blockchain technology, whatever you want to call it, no matter where your interests lie, I think that someone's doing something that's uh a, a, that is disrupting it uh using blockchain 
Um, whether that's real estate, like I've mentioned, or whether we're talking about gaming, whether with Treasure DAO or, or actually even DAOs themselves are disruption. What are the you know who knows what the future lies for oh, right. the fashion, tickets, everything? It's disrupting tickets. everything. Yeah, yeah. It, it's just like you know I think what we're seeing now with the space. Flash forward five, ten years, who knows what we're what kind of world we're going to be in. But what I do know is the stuff that I'm collecting now is forever. I'm, you know, in, in 10 years, uh, I, I mean, that's for me, that's why I think the, the art aspect of it is, is the, the best use case, not the best use case, but the, the one that I connect with the most. Because yeah. uh, I, I don't think you can say that crypto art isn't art. I think it, it's just a different medium, you know, and you yeah. can have so, and I think that it, like now with Instagram, where I see the future going is, uh, uh, I think the future is already kind of here, but it, it's just yeah. beginning. So now with Instagram uh, recent adoption, uh, where I'm now posting some of the stuff that I collect and they pop up looking like these shiny, like trading cards almost with a little animation to them. Right. I don't know if you've ever seen an NFT on Instagram or posted one. <laughs> but I, I think uh, where the future no. is, is, uh, <laughs> I, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't tell you, but I, I can, I can definitely say that uh, it, it's going to come at us from all, all directions, you know, from social platforms, from buying a house, from tickets to concerts, to wherever you're going to, yeah. in some way, shape or form, you're going to be interacting with this technology. And yeah. it's. It, it, yeah, I just am, and am so blessed to, uh, you know, like be doing something that I enjoy. Um, and you know, right now it is still a, a side hustle, but yeah. I, the fact that I, you know, I, I don't know, I, I definitely see a future for myself in the space and I, I just want to connect with more people and, and to, uh, meet more people through this and, and see more art and, and, especially you know creative people you know yeah anybody yeah i don't know now i'm kind of ranting but yeah you're yeah it's okay man you're uh, you're you're excited about it man and i think you got a lot to be excited about man you're a very uh smart interesting talented guy uh and uh i'm glad that we were able to connect on twitter and then i was able to meet you and uh you know that it worked out where we um we're able to have this interview and I got to learn more about you and what you're doing, man. Uh, Likewise, Chris. Yeah. I'm, I think you got a, you got a really bright future ahead of you, man. You reach out to, to me as well, because, yeah. uh, you know, I got to say, I've, I've been listening to your podcast Thank and you. I think what you're doing is, is really, really fantastic. I think it's definitely yeah. genius um, because there are going to be more and more creatives entering the space and more and more, yeah. Uh, people that want to share their their art, their work with the world, and yeah. um, it's very difficult sometimes to uh, get a glimpse past the persona, you know, get a, a and to really meet the people involved. And so uh, I really graduated. Thing, man. I, I love learning more about all these people, you know, because you just you know you see somebody's online persona and you just make up something in your head about them, but half the time it's not. You never even, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, and actually, man, every time I talk to one of you guys on this show, like literally every single person that's been on this show, including you, uh, you know, I'm just always kind of, I walk away from it and I always think like, you know, I feel really fortunate and lucky that I got to learn more about you and all this interesting information that you, um, you have to share with the world and your art, which is 
really awesome and uh your your great personality and love that man yeah i really appreciate that that means a lot uh chris and Yeah. And thank you so much for, for this opportunity again. Sure. Um, I look forward to uh, listening to all of the next episodes and, well, and, and <laughs> connecting with, seriously, I'm going to connect yeah. with uh, every single person that you have, on, or not every single person that you have on the show, but like, yeah, I'm going to send you a link. You definitely carved out your own niche because, you know, I, I'm, I am a podcast listener, you know, I, yeah. <laughs> but I think that, and there are a lot of really great uh, NFT podcasts, like overpriced JPEGs and yeah, NFT Catcher yeah. and, and uh, you know, uh, NFT 365 with Brian uh, Fanzo. But yeah. a lot of them focus on generative art or PFPs and stuff like that, which yeah. I think is fine. I, th- I think that there is, uh, you know, a lot happening in that world that uh, most people are not completely aware of and in these you know, online communities that are forming and that are growing. Um, But I I definitely think that what is a little bit less documented are the people, um, you know, and I I think that uh, the and the artists um, that are putting their work out, uh, you know, not just the collections, but the actual, you know, artwork. Uh, Thanks for noticing that, man. That's exactly, that was my whole intention. And you're exactly right. And I listened to all of those podcasts you just named. I love all of them. They're very informative, but I wanted to create something that was about the artists and that was it. And uh, it definitely is. It's fresh, it's new. (laughs) And it's so exciting to really dive deep into who these people are. And I I feel like I'm learning something every episode. So really shout out to you. And uh, yeah, you, you just earned another listener added. I put on a, and if you're listening now, make sure, okay, to leave a five-star rating on Spotify. Cause thank when you, I checked, when I checked, there was no rating. I was the first person to leave a rating. I was like, what, how is it possible that people are consuming this awesome content and not leaving a, a good review? So if well, you're listening to this that. now, please <laughs> leave a five-star review if you enjoyed the episode. Thank and you. I I appreciate you for having me on, Chris. Thank you so much. Thank you all for joining me on another episode of The Ledge. It was really great to uh, learn more about Pepe and uh, his art. He's a very enthusiastic artist in the NFT space, and it was just great to hear about all of that. And he's exactly right. If you like this show, please, please rate and review me on the podcast platform that you listen to. It really helps me get... uh, more eyes on the show and more uh, listeners, which I would really appreciate. Thank you all so much. I'll leave a link to his link tree in the show notes below. You can find me on Twitter at Harper underscore underscore Chris or at ChrisHarper.eth on Instagram. And I'll see you all next Tuesday out on the ledge.